plug and replug in a microphone. Oh, it, it did work. <laughs> you know what's probably white? What? Is wearing shoes in the ocean. Ew. Like those, like, like the squishy ones? Yeah. The, like, water shoes? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't go in the ocean, so I can't really say, but I wouldn't wear shoes in there. Speaking of TikToks. <laughs> Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs. Mm. What about it? I don't know. Oh, that's it? Okay. That was it. Okay. Yeah. That's the tweet. We're done. Um, hello. Welcome. Hysterical History. It's a podcast with me, Alexis. And I'm Haley. And we're, here we are. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Finally. Look, we made you some content. Well, we haven't made it yet. We're doing it right now. Hi. Hi. It's been a minute because of a lot of we're, things. We're not dead. No. We're not suffering. <laughs> That's another one. People are like, I hope your family's okay. And I'm like, oh. we're fine. I'm like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's all fine. But we're okay. We're, we're just like you. We're very tired. Yeah. Well, and I thought about it. I was like, we haven't taken like an actual like long break like really ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like we've been like, oh, we're going on for a month or something. Whereas this one was a couple months. So thank you for being patient with us. Um, you know, what's been going on is moving into new house. And then there was a lot to do. And it was just like, you know, I'm very much like if I'm focused on something, everything else is like on a back burner that's off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not even on. Just like you have to wait till later. You need to be in a different room. I'm like overwhelmed by things. So I can't do other things. Out of the kitchen, yeah. Out of the house, and I got diagnosed with ADHD, so now I have ADHD medication, which is great. And helping. a dog, and I got a dog. <laughs> so it's just a lot happening. A lot of um, life changes, but we're we're good now. I'm in a good spot where I think we can do it. Good. Also, for this specific episode, because we're talking about Lafayette, this is our third episode on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I read through the book that I've been reading. Till it got to the end of the war. And then I was like, well, this episode's not that long, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't want to, like, I was like, I'd like to end when the war ends, right? Because that's just, like, convenient. Yeah. But then I was also like, Laura, who wrote this book, Laura Ruccio, she doesn't really care about military history. <laughs> like, oh. she doesn't really talk about individual battles. She's just like, and then that happens, okay, and then goes along. And, you know, that's like... Why people like Lafayette or are like interested in America at least, and so I was like, oh well, you know what does talk about him? The original book I read on him, which is a graphic novel for children, but it is very accurate, and so that I had to read that and find the parts where it would work for what I was talking about. Uh, but then I lost it because I own it, but I lost it and I found it and I lost it again. So then I had to check it out from the library and then take pictures of those parts and then put them in. So this episode is going to be a little weird because I'm going to do what Laura talked about. And then I'm going to go back and tell you about battle specifically, because for me to put that back up into the original area was going to make this take another week or two. So. Oh <laughs> Oh my god! It's gonna be weird. Oh my god! But I just want to let you know that's what's been happening. That's so it, why this took so. Long. Is that book just floating around the house somewhere? It's in my room. I just don't know where I put it. Because when I was having the robot map my room for uh-huh. our, like cleaning <laughs> Roomba guy, um, I had books on the floor, but then they wouldn't fit on my bookshelf because it's full. So then I put them in my bedroom or not my bedroom in my closet on my uh, dresser. But then it was hidden by my clothes that are hanging above my dresser. <laughs> And so then I didn't know where they were. And I was like, aha! And I found it. And I was so excited. And then I put it in the, my other part of my room. And now I don't know where it is. Fascinating. So, anyway. One, one, one day. <laughs> so it's going to be a little weird. But, you know, it's, it's something. So I think people will be okay with it. 
So, we're still talking about Lafayette reconsidered, mainly, by Laura Ruccio, like I mentioned. And last time, Lafayette got to America, and he got into a fight, or he got a fight, and then <laughs> not got, into a fight. He got into a fight, the <laughs> a American Revolution. Yeah. A military fight. Uh, and he got hurt, but he was happy about it, because he was like, ha, I'm a real boy. Yeah, authentic battle damage. Yeah. Uh, and he was finally given uh, command of people. Like, you could, you know, tell him what to do. And he got real restless because his daughter died and it's just sad. And then Washington was like, go home, please. Telling all his boys, go home. Yeah, because he hadn't been home since the war started, I don't think. So it's been like a couple of years. And uh, he's like, you get out of here, dude. Well, or at least a year, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have gone home because I'd be afraid the French king would, like, kill me. Yeah, which is fair because when he left, uh, you know. They were not. He had to, like, slink away in the night. Yeah. And he tried to be like, but give me permission. And they were like, no. Like, <laughs> so oh, I get it, too. But when he gets home, the king is shockingly nice because now they're in the war. Already. Like, they have officially, France has joined the war. So now what Lafayette did is, like, a like a fun thing yeah. instead of, like, bad boy. A fun little heroic thing that he did instead yeah. of, like, you are going to die. Exactly. Also, he's, like, you know, pretty high class. So it's, like, you can't just kill him. People are going to get mad. Like, his wife is friends with the queen, you know? Like, it's not great. <laughs> Your wife will talk to my wife. He's like, uh. And they're just going to, yeah, And it's yeah, Marie Antoinette, yeah. so she's always on my case all the time about, like, have sex with me so we can have kids. I and I'm like, I have to play with my locks. I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> and I don't want to hear any of it. So you know what? And so then he just put him on house arrest. <laughs> which, you know. Yeah, perfect. Lafayette hates court anyway. So I'm like, this is all he wants to do is just hang out with his wife. He gets to meet his baby he hasn't ever seen before because right. she was pregnant when he left. And they get to be sad about their daughter, but also be like, nice, happy cuddle time. Yeah, it's Hooray. like when you get sent to your room, but that's like where all your stuff is. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> You're like, well, this is fine. I'll just like get some reading done. It's, it'll be okay. Uh, but so we left off. He's in France and he's broing hard with Benny Franks. They're like, let's take over England, dude. And then and that that didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> but they were Benny planning Franks. it. <laughs> I mean, it's very funny. Who hasn't, you know, <laughs> gone drinking and planned the takeover of England? Yeah. I mean, why not? Who hasn't? Um, so Lafayette asked Washington to sit for a drawing of him because he wants one for his house in France, like to have a big portrait of him, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty normal at the time because, you know, they don't have cameras. Right. So, like, if you really like someone or they're, like, important to your life or, like, especially if you, like, see them uh, as, like, a heroic figure or you hold them in high regard, you will be like, hey, could you could I get a thing of you? And then so you could, like, look at your house and be like, that's the man I want to be. I want, I want to be a that picture guy. of my dad. Yeah. So he's like, can you sit for me? Um and, yeah, it's mostly about people to, you know, remind you who you want to emulate. So it's, like, that's, it's a really nice thing to ask, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it was probably rude to say no because yeah. <laughs> you're, like, well, that person likes me. And Laura let me know that Thomas Jefferson, um, he's got a—in his house in Monticello, he's got a bunch of people all over the place. Does he have, um, does he have John? Uh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I need to know. Uh, you mean John Adams, I'm assuming. Yeah. I was, I, doesn't he have to? Um, I don't know. But also, where is the picture? Uh, Is it like 
when someone gives art to a university and they don't want it, so they put it out in a field somewhere. Well, so mostly, though, he doesn't have pictures. He mostly has um, busts of people. Oh. So I'm wondering if he has a bust. He does, yeah. It says bust of John Adams, Thomas, and Jefferson Monticello. So I assume it exists or else why would it have a thing? Um, I mean, who are you going to yell at in the mornings? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but he has a bust also of Voltaire. Of course he does. What mm-hmm. what? two big yikes in a room together. Um, great. And he's, you know, obsessed with France. So it's like, yeah, of course you like the guy who everybody in France doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, why too, wouldn't you? Too French for France. Yeah. And... Tommy J loves France the most, so he's the Frenchest Frenchman. He's like, yeah. Frenchaboo. Love that. <laughs> Frenchaboo. <laughs> oh, no. Um, he, but he is – Thomas Jefferson, this is – I was, like, losing my mind about this, like, a month or two ago when I found this out and couldn't tell you. He is a marble bust mm. of Hamilton. Whoa. Which is so confusing <laughs> to me. Like marble, and you know, is it not usually marble? Like, is it usually? So he's one of George Washington that's made out of plaster. Yeah, of Washington. <laughs> yeah, well. and his in Hamilton is marble. But what are the size differences? I don't know. You could probably afford a really <laughs> huge one of plaster, but just True. just like a cute little one of marble. But like a low, <laughs> you know. They were all out of plaster. Yeah, that's why they get marble. <laughs> that's the next thing up. Hmm. I had to. They were all and out I of mean, plaster. like Hamilton got him the presidency. So, like, sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it seems really weird though, because <laughs> they like hate each other. Um, but also, you know, barely has John. I wonder if John's is marble. Probably not. Let me see. It just is like they were sad as friends. <laughs> Carved it out Didn't of a, bl- a log. Didn't help me. Doesn't look like marble to me. It's pretty white. Looks like looks like plaster. Hmm. Well, there you go. Just whittled a piece of wood and painted it. <laughs> white so it looks good enough. <laughs> That's what you should have did for Washington. <laughs> anyway, um, it's weird. But he also, uh, but for just example of like what people do, Thomas Jefferson also has paintings of Napoleon, which, uh, funny, um, given that he's friends with Lafayette, so I'm like, lol, uh, and Isaac Newton, um, and then uh, he also has a plaster cast bust of Lafayette, too. A lot of weird choices. Yes. It's a weird room for you to have a bust of Lafayette and a picture of Napoleon. Maybe they're all just, like, crushes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he just, like, doesn't have a type. It's just, like, a lot. Uh, anybody makes me feel a lot of things. You make me feel something. You yeah. go in my room you're, of boys. You're in the room. My room of boys. Uh, but anyway, so Lafayette, uh, also maybe this was, like, a tactic for him because— uh, it shows, like, you know, how m- close he and Washington are. And for uh, him to have a, like, secure place in the French joining the war, uh, that's like, look how close me and Washington are. Like, I know you'd think that we're, like, you know, <laughs> he's in command and he likes me because, like, you know, people say that he does. But, like, look how much he likes me. Yeah. This hard, is how close uh, we are. It's hard to be really antagonistic towards him because you go up and, like, his dad is right there staring at you. Yeah. Like a life-sized bus, just, like, be nice. Because he's a little worried, I think, that when the French join the actual proper war that he's going to get benched or, like, at least not going to be as, like, important and used uh, regularly for his command Mm -hmm. as he normally would. 
harder for the coach to bench you when dad's there. When he's <clears throat> looming. Dad's there behind the fence looking at you. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna let me keep doing my thing, right? Let him play, ref. <laughs> Put him in, coach. <laughs> um, so if you could get him to sit for a painting, uh, they're pretty close, so let me be. Uh, Lafayette also took the painting to Benny Franks' house in France for his 4th of July party. So he's like carrying oh. it around. Cute. And there before the July party, which is very in France, which is very precious. That's so cute. Um and like also strange because it's just like it's so weird the idea that they're celebrating the fourth of July when the war's not over. <laughs> yeah. And like just in general, like that's that it's so close to when it actually happened. Yeah. You know, like it's weird for it to be a holiday when it's so recent. Yeah, I didn't know they were celebrating it that soon yeah like yeah they're not even done they we don't even won we're like but that was fun though right yeah like it's not (laughs) even for sure that it's gonna be america at the end of it this could have been their only time they celebrate fourth of july and they're like let's do it um i bet the french love it though right Mm -hmm. like they gotta be thriving on fourth of july like yes hell yeah we get to wear those those weird little fur hats and pretend to have weird american accents yeah drink stuff it'll be so fun and i love that like ours is on the fourth and then bestiole is on the 14th of july we're just like besties 10 days apart vibing (laughs) there's something uh something about the summer really gets the blood yeah. pumping. Because, yeah, a lot of um, South American revolutions are also in the summer. And I think it's generally yeah. the ones that are closer to the equator where it's, like, the same. You know, it's, like, it's hot <laughs> it's and bad. Weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I love Lafayette just carrying it around at parties, being like, look, see my friend? I brought my friend. I brought my plus one. My plus one <laughs> is this portrait. Of my dad. Of my dad. <laughs> my real dad. <laughs> this is my dad. That's my dad. Um... He also got it engraved, uh, and then it had both their names on it. Oh. So it's like, this is Washington, but it's for me. <laughs> um, GW you see, plus. Uh, yeah. You see the connection here <laughs> between <laughs> us? A little heart carved around it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Lafayette begs, pleads, argues for, and slyly threatens the guy in charge of positions in America for the French army to put him in charge. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but it doesn't work. So uh, they put Comte de Rochambeau in charge instead. Boo. Uh, I mean, I guess he does okay because Rochambeau is like uh-huh. a code word for a yeah. thing you do. It's so. true. I know. I'm, I wonder when that happened, like when it started being like, Rochambeau was rock, paper, scissors. Because I'm like, it has to be from this guy. Oh, I didn't know it was rock, paper, scissors. It is, yeah. Hmm. Like, well, you say Rochambeau, like rock, paper, scissors, and then you do it. Hmm. Um, I'm, that's the only thing I've ever seen anyone do it with. But yeah, I mean, it has to be this guy. Like, I, I'm always just like, yeah, it's just, you just make sounds. And then it's like, oh, his name is Rochambeau. <laughs> yeah. It must be this. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, there's apparently no writing at all from Lafayette about being passed over, mm-hmm. um, which either means he's so upset he doesn't talk about it or he's just, like, trying to ignore it. So he's just like, everything's fine. Or I'm he, not mad. Or he was so mad that afterwards he was like, I should delete this. I posts. should burn all these things. But, like, he would have sent those letters to people. So, like, someone would have something. Like, did he, so he, he just did apparently he do private journals or anything? I don't think so. Everything I hear is him writing letters to people. I don't know that he's writing to himself. No, I don't, it doesn't sound like it. He's writing a lot of letters to a lot of people all the time. He seems too extroverted to just write to himself. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think he doesn't seem like the like the kind of person like Hamilton is, who I feel like is like plagued with like thoughts and energy mm-hmm. that he just like has to get out constantly. You yeah. know, like 
Hamilton gives me ADHD vibes. <laughs> Where he's like, I gotta do something. Whereas like I think Lafayette's just like he, he gets restless, but it's only because he's not able to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the war. Uh, anyway, John Adams wrote that Lafayette said goodbye to the king of France in an American major general uniform at court. Oh, cute. So it's like, b- bye to the king dressed up as an American. See ya. Which is like, hmm, did you do that when he was so nice and didn't hurt you at all? But I love that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being like, this is my real country. Not really, though. Not really. He's very, like, passionate in America about France. He's yeah. just like, you know, these are my friends. Right, because he wasn't, you know, exiled from his country first. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, I wish you just stay in America, sweetie. You're actually one of the few people, you know, usually we're like, go to France. Like, get out of America. Although, usually that's because it's racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's white, so it's fine. I'm like, I wouldn't recommend but. anyone go to France in the years you're going to be there. Oh, no, of course not. No, but, I um yeah, this is this is the reverse case. I'm like, go to America, stay there, don't leave. It's really bad. Don't go back, please. Uh, but he won't. He will go. Be that weird time traveler hiding in the bushes. Don't do it. Yeah, especially since Abigail writes to John that Lafayette uh, Adams, obviously, mm-hmm. um, that when <laughs> first name just, basis. I want everybody to know. <laughs> and then Abby wrote to John. Yeah, you know um, that when Lafayette gets back to America, he gets he arrives in Boston, and there is uh, she says universal joy of all who know the merit and worth of the nobleman. He was received with ring of bells, firing of cannons, bonfires, etc. Just because he came back. He's back. I think they thought he might not come back. And so they were like, yes. He's, he lived. Because he's a symbol of France will help us. So they're mm-hmm. like, yay, he's back. Um, and apparently every town he traveled through to get to Morristown, New Jersey, uh, where Washington is stationed, the same thing happens. Like mm-hmm. every single one, ringing bells, bonfires, everybody's stoked, having a good time. Which Hell like, yeah. Just stay here. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know you own a town or county or something in France, whatever. <laughs> it's garbage. Stay here. Stay here. Uh, What's waiting for you there? Werewolves, a wife, not yeah. worth it. No. She Aww. can come she can come yeah, over here. Yeah, bring Adrian over here. I mean, you will probably lose your money from the king, which is uh, okay. I understand. He ain't gonna live. <laughs> That's true. You're gonna lose it either way, actually. <laughs> so just stay here. You could lose it all. You, you could just have a job here. You know? What if you just work? <laughs> Imagine. He's like, I don't know what that means. He's like, I do work. So I fight people. I um, just show up and people give me money. I don't understand. And it's a, and it's got to be really nice for him that he knows that people are reacting this way to him in America based on, like, skill mm-hmm. and, like, his merit instead of, like, oh, you're, you know, you own something. Right. You're like, rich. We, it's not because they owe it to him or they're no. afraid. It's because they're just happy. They're, like, really happy he's there, which I, I have to feel like, you know, when you're in a privileged position like that, you assume that, like, everyone's just being nice to me because I'm in a position above them mm-hmm. instead of, like, oh, these people just, like, think I'm good right. and are, like, happy I'm here because they like me as a person. It's like, yeah. that's nice. It's like, you know, that's when you're nice. the boss, you don't assume everyone is actually happy to see you. Yeah, you assume it's performative in at least some amount. In some amount, yeah. yeah. Unless you're Michael Scott. <laughs> and then he's like, no, hey, we're all friends. Um, Lafayette writes to Adrian, in short, my love, my reception here is greater than anything I could describe to you. So he's pretty stoked. He's like, it's, it's good times, which I'm like, just don't leave. Um, why, why would you leave? Stupid. 
What are you doing? Uh, and it's a perfect time because America is bumming because they uh, don't have salaries for soldiers, which is making people desert left and right. It's not good. Uh, and also enlistment plummets because why would I sign up when they won't pay anybody? Uh-huh. Even the people who are already signed up. Absolutely not. I bet the British would pay. Probably. Um, and while uh, he didn't have all the materials he hoped for, Lafayette brought the promise of French aid and in this the sad, you know, abyss that they're in right now. That's all they really need. They just need a little hope. What flavor? And that's is, Lafayette. What flavor is French aid? Do you think? <laughs> um, baguette. <laughs> just like lemon and baguette. Yeah. It's like why does this water taste like bread? It's gross. This beer. It's like lemon it's, beer. It's nasty. Uh, speaking of beer, Lafayette begs Sam Adams, uh, <laughs> George Clinton, and others to round up some troops any way they can. Like, get, just get them here, man. Do um, it. Making the point that if the French get here and there's no army, they're going to be pissed. Uh, <laughs> we so we need, like, some people? All this way, <laughs> and you couldn't even get out of bed. You're just like, dude, come on. We're going like, to leave. They're so mad at me. <laughs> um, at this point in, like, a satire comedy. It's just like we need to get like cutouts of soldiers and just place them up on yeah. the hill <laughs> yeah. so the French uh-huh. don't leave immediately. Right. And maybe we'll scare the British too. Who knows? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Why didn't they think of that? Um, and see, now all I can think of it is like I wish someone would make uh, like American Revolution but The Office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That'd be so good. Because it, it's weird. It turns out the bureaucracy and the interpersonal stuff is... <laughs> it's the same. It's completely the same. Yeah. Like, like Lafayette's, like, you know, a little, his, like, little interview is like, I can't wait to give it to America. You know, like, this is going to be so good. And the French are going to come with me. It's amazing. And then it gets there. And then everybody's like, yeah. And he's like, woo. And then, like, the next scene, they're like, so uh, we don't have an army anymore? We don't have any money. Um, Everyone's deserting. We have no shoes. Yeah. Most of us are dead. So we're so happy to see you. <laughs> so great that you're here. And he's like, dude, if my people hear about this, I mean, I'm duped. You should have been a little suspect when everyone was that happy. <laughs> yeah. When they're like, oh, thank God. Like they're like worshiping you. He's just like, no, they're just happy. He's like, I don't. Like, Americans are just so nice. <laughs> they're just so nice. It's like, no, you're the only no. good thing that's happened in like five years. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, our Virgo boy sees that the British are weak in the north, uh, focusing on South Carolina. So he wants to attack New York the second the French get there. He's like, we're going to New York. The boats get here. We're going to get them. Uh, but Rochambeau is like, look, we actually have, like, thousands less troops than we thought we were going to. And uh, the ship with the arms is delayed. And my guys are, like, really sick and are going to need, like, a month to recover to fight at all. So that's not going to happen, my guy. It's nice that you're, like, excited about it, but no. Love the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, how do we win the war again? How do we I win don't this? know. Uh, I mean, it? we win it because mm-hmm. French. Yeah. But even they're like, we're sick. We got to wait a month, which is wild. Um, But Lafayette gets real mad, obviously, and he expresses as much to Rochambeau, basically outright saying, look, if you aren't here to do anything, you're useless to the cause. He's just furious. Like, please just help us. And it's like he talks big game, but doesn't get it, you know, is how Rochambeau sees him. And I'm like, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. So he's like, listen, boy. <laughs> listen. Because I think Lafayette right now is like 20 or 21. Oh, like, my God. Listen, kid. A baby. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so he's like, look. Um, but I immediately was like, oh, Rochambeau is going to get so mad at you. And he doesn't. Um, he's actually, like, really patient with him. And it's adorable to me that apparently, uh, you know, Lafayette keeps coming at him really aggressively in his letters. And Rochambeau keeps being like, okay, here's how you need to apologize to me for what you said. <laughs> yeah. I'm in charge of you. And then he'll, like, soften but still be mad. And he's like, no, no, try again. Like, you're going to do this until you do it correctly, basically. <laughs> yeah. And he does. Eventually he, like apologizes right and he's like humble enough and then Roshan was like okay now we can talk like but you're not going to treat me like this dude very parent no, 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 no. yeah very right because he does see like the Americans really like him and also like they keep talking about how good he's been in battle so he's like okay I know that you can do this and I want you to be in our army and be good later mm-hmm. like because we're going to need people when we fight the British next time um, so <laughs> I just need you to f- we need to fix it because it's- he knows that like, because he knows French military training, and he knows yeah. Lafayette doesn't. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "We're I'm going to train you right now." Personally, I love how it's like, <laughs> uh, like every inspiring sports movie mm-hmm. has a moment where like the top athlete butts heads with the coach, <laughs> yep. and the coach has to like teach them how to be a human, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Yeah, coach, I got it," and then the whole everything works, everything fixed. And then they win the game. And then they win the game. Or the war. To really inspiring <laughs> music. Yeah. Uh, and Rochambeau, like, he sees that Lafayette's like an idealist, that he, you know, really wants to just go for it. And it's like, this is just not the most useful personality in war mm-hmm. for you to be an idealist. It is. We the, really need realists here. It's the it's the personality of a like every 20-something-year-old in the army. Yeah. Well, and I guess Rochambeau even... The, like, the letter, the first letter he gets is so aggressive mm-hmm. that he uh, apparently thinks that, like, uh, Americans put him up to writing that. Like, that Lafayette didn't write that himself, oh. right? Like, it's so aggressive. And then somebody who's more familiar with Lafayette was like, no. <laughs> that was from him. Nah, that's him. <laughs> no, he did write that. I'm a Virgo. Which is so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like I said, Rochambeau makes him apologize and, like, write what he wrote wrong many times. Uh, and he writes back to him, It's always good, my dear Marquis, to believe the French invincible, but I am going to confide in you a great secret based on my 40 years of experience. There are none easier to defeat when they have lost their confidence in their commander. So, like, if the French don't believe in the person in charge, we're doomed. Like, we're really easy to push over. So... I got to make sure everyone, like, is prepared and has confidence in me. What an incredible thing for him to say, given what's going to happen to his country. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And he's right. He's right. 100%. <laughs> he's right. What, a, what an astute observation, sir. <laughs> if they he, lose confidence in the commander, it's over. He is correct. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, good for you. Uh, and, like, how patiently and kindly that's written is, like, I love that you think that the French can do anything, right? Because that's great. Yeah. Uh, we can't, though. Um, and you need to be realistic here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not only about war, but about us. Right. The French are this way. Like it's not even it's not even really our war. Yeah. 
So, like, even Rochambeau, whose first introduction to Lafayette is him just screaming at him, is like, aw, kids are just excited. That's cute. <laughs> just, like, he's just excited. Rochambeau is old enough to remember, uh, like, I don't know if he w- went to the Americas during mm-hmm. what we would call the French, French and Indian. Indian War. Yeah. But, like, he's old enough to remember it. Right. I mean, he was probably either there or he was, um, like, in the Seven Years' War, like, in Europe, I right. would assume. Uh, I don't know. But, but like, uh, he's old enough to remember that the French have been here before and they lost. Yeah, right. I mean, he could have been in the same battle with Lafayette's dad where right. he died. So it's like, yeah. So, like, listen to so me. So, like, I love you. Shut up. This is your first time <laughs> around. I'm your new dad. I'm your new d- I'm your dad from we go back to France. Mm-hmm. French I'm dad. French dad. French military dad, which is what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and very good for you that already he likes you a lot because he's, like, basically. Like, there's a reason they sent him. He's very good and he has a lot of pull. Mm-hmm. So when you get home, uh, useful. Anyway, in February 1781, uh, Washington gives Lafayette 1,200 troops and tells him to go to Virginia to take down Benedict Arnold because he yeah. is betrayed. And Lafayette's <laughs> really upset about it. Well, yeah. Passionately mad. No one, um, no one's overly fond of traitors. No. Lafayette, uh, and he's given orders to execute him if they capture him. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sad that apparently they didn't really cross paths, it doesn't seem like, or at least yeah. not that anybody mentioned, which I feel like they would. Um, but right. uh, that would be such a dramatic showdown. Right. And I met, and like the in the um, graphic novel I read that's like about Lafayette, there's that section of it that's about Benedict Arnold, which is why I read that other book about Benedict Arnold and did those episodes. Uh, so I feel like if they did cross, they would have told me in that book. Because it has both of them like in it as a main story thing. Right. It was it just basically is Lafayette being like, How dare he do this? <laughs> so I don't think they really hung out. Because they jerked him around. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> you don't understand Lafayette. You asked to not be paid because you have money. You're spending money on right. this war. Whereas Benedict Arnold is spending money on this war and, and getting nothing in return. Unfortunately. And he's a Capricorn. You also don't <laughs> And he's a Capricorn. <laughs> he can't do it. He needs the money. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lafayette's estimated that they're outnumbered at this battle of uh, four or five to one. Uh, but then he's still pretty chill about it. He's like, well, I can still do it. Okay, um, okay. Writing to another Frenchman in America uh, about when he might get reinforcements saying, we'll be in a condition to be beaten more decently, but at the moment we can only run. So, like, when we get more people, then at least when they beat us, it will feel okay. Okay. But right now, we just have to run away. Yeah. Uh, And asking um, if he wrote home to tell them that your poor brother is devilishly busy getting himself thrashed. So he's like, have you told everybody at home? I'm this real bad for me right now. Yeah. But I love, like, how cute he's being about it. Mm -hmm. That he's like, did you tell him I'm getting wrecked at home? Little roguish wink. Yeah, he's very cheeky about it. Like, clearly he's not bothered. He's just like, oh, it's rough out here, buddy. Or at least he's putting it on a brave face. Yeah. I also love that he used getting himself thrashed. I love that he used the word thrashed. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Something to say next time you're at the club, getting thrashed, dude. (laughs) Getting thrashed at the club. Um, Really, though, Cornwallis uh, was following them all over the state uh, as they played hide and seek because the British want that. POW capture of Lafayette. What mm-hmm. could be better than this boy that the Americans are so interested in and the French are so interested in? Uh, Washington? Yoink. I mean, I guess. I don't know, though, because uh, they, I don't think the French care about Washington. Well, like Lafayette, they everybody cares about him. Yeah, but, like, are the French going to stay in if Washington's taken down? I don't know. I, I wouldn't. But I know that they can hold Lafayette ransom for the king. 
easily. It's a that's uh, a huge problem. It does feel very good. And like, and if they can take the French out of the equation, then Americans are done for. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if they get Washington, it's like they still have the French to worry about. But if they can neutralize the French, America's over. So get him. Uh, but get obviously, him. no. I mean, yeah, <laughs> to put Cornwallis, that's like a big one. Mm-hmm. I know his name. To uh, yeah, the main ones. <laughs> if you know his name, it's probably. I only know like how big. Cornwallis. Um, I may have a Clinton too. That's it, though. Mm. And I think I only know Clinton because of Benedict Arnold research. Sure. I only know three of them. So (laughs) Cornwallis is a pretty big deal. Um, But so they're just running around. Uh, Cornwallis decides to bunker down in uh, Yorktown. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Lafayette hears from Rochambeau and Washington um, that they're surrounding him uh, and tells Lafayette to keep him occupied until they get there. So they just keep dicking him around. Is this the Rochambeau? Uh, Maybe. Oh, Washington and Rochambeau tell him to stay there. Sure. I feel— Oh, you mean like rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, or like whatever it is that I'm thinking Rochambeau is, like a surprise of some kind. Oh, I I don't know. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know what what you've heard it is. Something for me to look up. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at some point maybe we'll talk about it and we'll figure it out. But uh, if this is the Yorktown moment— It is. Then kind of feels like—like not—I don't want to say— this thing, uh-huh. uh huh, but you know, like routing someone or just catching someone off guard. Yeah, yeah. Like a Rochambeau. Code word is Rochambeau. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's when you get wrecked. It's definitely a made-up <laughs> move in uh, the Venture Brothers. Oh, sure. Like a couple, uh, like the side, the B plot team mm. are like, we should have a cool move where we all like come at him at once. Well, yeah. Call, call it the Rochambeau. We all we all swarm. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, that is what happens. So, sure. I've just never heard it that way. Might be making it up. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> now you can use that and just pretend like that's the regular. Yeah. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. Um, so on October 9th, uh, they start bombarding them with cannons and uh, Colonel... Alexander Hamilton, under Lafayette's command, storm and take a British fort, uh, with Cornwallis fighting only two more days before surrendering. Uh, and the official surrender ceremony took place, uh, but Cornwallis refused to attend because he's a little baby. He was like, I'm sick. And I'm like, you're sick of sadness because you lost a war? You're sick of being a baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lafayette, um, he had arrived four years before, and he's only 24 when the war ends. Uh, and then he's going back home to France. But like I said, Laura or... doesn't care about battles. So we're going <laughs> to yeah. rewind and then um, talk about him more generally. So this basically just like, now that the war is over, I'm just going to tell you why Lafayette is cool at war. I used for this uh, Lafayette, exclamation point, graphic novel uh, for middle school kids by Nathan Hale, um, who has shares the name with a famous spy, <laughs> American Revolution spy, I believe. <laughs> yes, um, that's true. And uh, he's inspired by Benny Arnold research as well. So he's two for two on people here. Good job, babe. Uh, he does a pretty good job of like getting the more fun stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like he, because it's for kids. So it's like, let's right. make it, you know, cute and humorous. So he's got some stuff in here. Most of it's going to be battle stuff. But there's a couple things that he put in here that I was like, how dare Laura? not tell me. <laughs> Laura? <laughs> so upset. Laura. And I understand she's doing a scholarly work about the man and clearly this is like still pretty early in her book so clearly she's going to spend most of her time on the revolution. Like French revolution. Yeah. Not American. But still. Anyway. So October 1777. Back in the back. Uh, Lafayette gets his leg injury and then he joins General Green's forces uh, after they build a chevaux de frise which is um, 
translates to Frisian horses, and Frisian is a section or Frisia maybe is a like section of Germany and the Netherlands, mm-hmm. uh, because you know it's before they were separated. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically means they put like pointy logs under the water so that if the boat come up, it crunched them because they can't see them. Yikes. So sneaky, Love that. sneaky logs. So they, uh, so Lafayette helps them like set that up, um, and they try to lure the like British ships over there so they can crunch them because they know where it is. God, French is is incredible. <laughs> yeah, that you can take sneaky logs and give it a cool name like Frisian horse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, and it's like I don't know why. Like, why is it about their horses? Because they crunch you. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> Chevaux de Frise. We get them. Um, and this is the battle where uh, Lafayette only loses one guy oh, wow. against the British and defeats them in well, that battle. Well, when you have um, so few people. And he scares yeah. the Brits acro- back across the river where they came from, proving he's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the guy was like, he's like, you killed 60 people? And he's like, yeah. And they re- and he's like, and they ran away. And he's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he's like, how many people died? And he's like, oh, we lost one man. We lost a guy. And in the graphic novel, he's like, one guy? And he's like, he seemed like a nice man. That was... <laughs> That was Ted. We like Ted. I'm like, you're so soft. <laughs> this guy's just like flabbergasted. And he's like, oh, like you lost a, you lost one guy. And he's like, I'm sorry. We I really know. tried. I, oh. We really tried. You're mad at me. <laughs> I'm upset about it too. And he's like, no, I'm not upset. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and you know who is leading those forces? Uh, Benedict Arnold. Cornwallis. Okay. No, before that happens. <laughs> but so not only, like, did he push them back way back, but also, like, there was a big guy in charge of them. So it's like, that's pretty pretty good. Also very important. Uh, and Laura mentioned this, I should say, in her book, but, like, the way that she mentioned it confused me. Like, I didn't understand why we were talking about it. So then I, like, just skipped it because oh. I was just like, I don't know what this is for. But in the graphic novel, once I read it, I was like, oh, okay, this is why this was included. Now I understand. Mm -hmm. But just the way – something about how she wrote about it and my ADHD brain, I was like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) So here it is. Uh, Very important. Philip Schuyler, who's Hamilton's father-in-law, introduces Lafayette to the Iroquois people. Um, And just – I don't know if people know, I guess. But Iroquois is like a – they're natives, but it's like a group of different tribes. It was five tribes, and then it became six tribes. But So it's six by the time Lafayette gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when people say Iroquois, it's like six different groups of people who are just like in a Iroquois confederation yeah. uh, to like protect themselves, basically. Uh, uh, which is fair. Little nation. Yes. Of, of them, of their yes. own. It's very cute. Um and so, uh, there's, you know, I mentioned there's a reason we call it the French and Indian War in America, and it's because uh, we, being uh, British colonists at the time, are fighting French and Native American people. And most Native tribes went with the French because as French be doing, uh, when they do imperialism, they are very hands-off. They just kind of stay out of your business. They're a lot nicer They just it. want your stuff. But they don't care about how you operate. Yeah. They're not trying to usually move you around too much. They just want stuff. They're just very <laughs> capitalistic about it. I just want your things. Whereas, like, Britain's generally very controlling. <laughs> and they want to move you around and take your land and take your things and push you together and apart. Like I don't know a, why. <laughs> it's like a small dick issue. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like the Maybe. French are like, we already, we're already the best. We're good. And we know you can't be that. <laughs> yeah. You can't be us. No. So just be you and we'll so just, just take your stuff. Yeah. Do you know, you seem fine. But little, little England's like, I need more. Well, and a, a lot of time I think England's like, we're going to make you like us. Mm-hmm. And instead of Fr- France is like, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't think that's possible, actually. Like, France is really, really cool. And everybody else is less cool. So just, you're fine. The, the ease That's of fine. kids who know they're the popular kids. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so they're just like, don't worry about it. Um, but because of that, Philip Schuyler is hoping that Lafayette can go talk to the Iroquois, who are currently working with the British, and convince them, because he's French, to join them mm-hmm. <laughs> instead. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like not the worst strategy. What an interesting... I wonder why they chose the British. Do you know? Uh, I think I think I have a a point about that in a second. Because, like, Um, they're still going to be here if they win. Yeah, I think they think that the British are going to win. So they think that if they work with the British... They won't be punished afterwards. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I think they also mentioned that um, so far the British had respected their land rights generally mm-hmm. and that the Americans already weren't. So yeah. Colonists <laughs> want so much more. Yeah. And not only that, but like the American government was already difficult for them to deal with, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it's not even really happening yet. It's not so, going to get better. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're kind of in the... Uh, the Benedict Arnold, like, America's already ineffectual camp. <laughs> yeah. And they're right. And they're Both right. Both of them are right. Ah, they are right, though. <laughs> so I get it. So, yeah, that's why they're like, we should just go with the British. And, and also, like, if you're looking at the odds between the Americans, you know, like, the colonists and the British army, I understand why yeah. you'd be like, let's go with the winning people. Because that's also part of why they picked the French. They, like, they thought the French were going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't. But, like... That's what you have to do, you know, when it's right. like, because they don't care. Like, they, they have no feelings one way or the other besides, like I said, these people are nicer to us. And that's the same thing they're doing now. They're like, the British are nicer to us, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate that the nice people to them always lose. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. you try. Yeah. you got to try. But Skylar's like, I know a French guy. <laughs> Let's go talk to him. I have a token French man. I have who a, can speak to them. I know a French guy. And they love French guys. Um, and so on March 11, 1778, uh, Schuyler takes the Marquis to Johnstown, New York, to meet with a gathering of the Six Nations, which are Mohawk, uh, Onondaga, Oneida, Cayuga, Cayuga. I don't know Cayuga. I don't know. That's right. Uh, Seneca and Tuscarora. Um, all of which together are the Iroquois Federation. Sorry, not Confederation. But Federation. Um, Not with Federation. Just Federation. <laughs> just Federation. Uh, and they all speak the Iroquois language, uh, which is part of why they work together. And then, like I said, it's also like, let's just protect each other. Mm-hmm. And they're all in New York. So it's just like convenient. Um, and they're British allies because, like I said, the British are just being nicer about land. Uh, and Congress isn't. And I, and I put a note that says, and that will continue forever. Um, <laughs> never going to change. Sorry. Uh, yikes. But uh, Lafayette gets there and he makes a speech trying to pull at the tribe's heartstrings about, you know, we've worked together before and we really respect you and, like, we, we you know, we really could use your help. Um, and the Tuscarora and Oneida both agree to switch allegiances uh, and join them. And the other four say, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> not unless uh, it's going to be a French nation yeah. when we're done. And it isn't. So, unfortunately, no. But two out of six is not bad 
for... It's not zero. It's not zero. And it could have easily been zero. Uh, and it's nice, too, because it shows that, like, you know, they're, they're in a group together, but they also have individual interests and feelings. Mm-hmm. So those two groups are like, no, I really do like the French, though, you know? And, like, the British aren't cool. Yeah. Uh, pass. Uh, I'll go with you. Uh, mostly they want gold and a fort in return. And I'm like, fair. That's not... And you know what Lafayette has? Gold, and he can get you a fort, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh... The tribe call Lafayette um, Kaya Helanya Anla, uh, which they tell him is a warrior's name because they can they don't can't pronounce his name. <laughs> so they give him new name, and they're like, "It's a tough warrior name." And he's like, "Hell yeah, yeah, cool." Um, and then Lafayette meets von Steuben because mm-hmm. uh, Laura didn't talk about this at all either, which is upsetting to me. Laura, come on, Laura. Come I understand. On. She doesn't. Maybe she doesn't know. People care. Um, but uh, you know, he's whipping the army into German efficiency. Yeah. Uh, and you'll remember from Haley's episode, uh, von Steuben is flaming gay. He knows very little English. He curses constantly, and he has a tiny dog named Azor. And then I'm like, oh, we named. I named our dog Ambrose after Ambrose Paré because he's a little French uh, toy poodle. Mm-hmm. But I was like. We should name him Azor. <laughs> Maybe the next tiny dog I get. The next Azor. Uh, get a German breed, just a tiny oh, yeah. German breed, like a, like a mini schnauzer or there something. There we go. So on May 18, 1778, at Valley Forge, um, the British retreat, and that's where Lafayette's sent to make sure they actually leave. Mm-hmm. And the Iroquois are with him at that point, and they scout ahead, and are like, um, they're doing like a weird thing where they ride horses at each other with sticks. They're jousting? Yeah, and Lafayette's like, there's no way that they're jousting right now in the middle of the war. Because, like, literally, the, you know, tribesmen have not seen this before. So they're like, I don't know what they're doing. They're It's weird. They're having a little ren fair. And, he like, and they, like, draw it in the sand or, like, in the dirt to be like, this is what they're... And he's like, they're jousting right now? And so Lafayette goes up to be like, what in the hell? Um, and they are. <laughs> like, they're just having a party and jousting. They're literally ren fairing it. In the war. In the middle. But while that's happening, where Lafayette's like, I mean, mm-hmm. how can we judge when von Steuben's having flaming shots parties? It's true. Jousting is different, though. But, yeah, it's jousting. <laughs> it is jousting different. Jousting is different. And that's the American side. These are the British. They're just partying. Also, like, Hello? I don't know. What if someone gets injured? What if you lose yeah. a horse? <laughs> a very famous French king died this way. It was real bad. What was his name? Uh, it's Henry, I think. He's a Henry. Are you just, like, pulling a name? Henry. No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, there's, like, four names. Yeah, it's true. No, it's, all, it's Henry. It's uh, Louis. <laughs> no, it's not. Philippe. Um, Philippe. No, because he's, um, oh, no, my brain's not going to work. He's a Catherine de' Medici's husband. Oh, okay. He gets he gets hit in the head with a joust uh, stick, and it, it gets into his brain. And his doctor is Ambrose Paré, who can't get it out. Ha-ha! <laughs> Sorry. Nice. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? Because, yeah, Ambrose is, um, I think the— <laughs> He shouldn't have had a tiny dog operating He's on the him. surgeon de row for four kings, mm-hmm. because they just keep dying. <laughs> it's like, but it's not his fault. It's like, that happens, and then, um, why can't I remember his name right now? Mary Queen of Scots' husband. Just guess. Just pick one. Just pick one. None of them I can think of right. Um, King Daddy. He dies of, he's got ear infections that give him the brain inflammation, you know? God, the past is <laughs> messed up. I know, because when it was like he dies of an ear infection, we've talked about this before. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's so stupid. Like, And then it was like, no, actually it gives you encephalitis. I was like, oh my God. Oh, like his brain lit like itself if you, on if fire? If you don't get it treated, it just ruins your brain. 
And I remember when we looked that up, it was like a guy, um, a British guy, it happened to him like a few years ago. And I was like, go to the doctor. What are you doing? It's free. Was your doctor Hannibal? <laughs> it's free. Go to the hospital. You're so stupid. Anyway, sorry, we shouldn't be mean to this dead man. <laughs> but come on. Come on. Anyway, but while Lafayette is spying on them, jousting, being like, excuse me, um, how, uh, General Howe's men are spying on Lafayette, spying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're behind, further behind them, looking at them. Judging us, jousting. <laughs> and I have to tell you this exact exchange because you'll see why. I'm sure this isn't, like, historically accurate for specific words, but it's funny. So a guy runs up to General Howe and says, Sir, our scouts report that Marquis de Lafayette has set up a camp on our own side of the river. And Howe responds, The boy? <laughs> the boy. The boy. The boy. And I mean, of course they call him the boy. The boy. I see. Which, you know, we mentioned earlier, uh, terrible for them to know because uh, nothing better than get yoinking a French aristocracy to have as a prisoner. <gasps> Um, the boy. The boy. Uh, so they get surrounded immediately. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this is when, this is the time when Lafayette's hiring a lady spy, which is like completely different to me now that they're like having a party. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, is he hiring this woman like as a dancer or like a courtesan or something? Is she going to like pull a Mariah Reynolds and be like, I'm being abused and I need help? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like this is very different than if they were just camping. I thought it was weird that he was like, let's get a woman to run into this camp. Yeah. But now they're like partying. So I'm like, is he just like, find me a hot lady who can stick in this party and like right. mess some stuff up? I don't well, know. They're probably all drunk and hitting each other's with sticks. They're yeah. Not, they're not going to question, oh, a lady's here. No, they'd be happy. They're going to be like, but why? Yeah, right. So I'm like, there's so, so many options now that I know is during a party. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, so while they're being attacked heavily on one side of the river, uh, Lafayette uses a the new marching style that von Steuben's taught them, which is like to march in ranks instead mm. of just like all together at once. And it makes you way faster and way more efficient. Um, Some of the middle trips, you don't all go down like dominoes. <laughs> true. Very embarrassing. Uh, awkward. Um, so they're marching in groups, and then they send one group as a decoy a certain direction, mm. while the other ones all f- go across the river t- in oh. retreat. Uh, and it works. Like the British see that one group, and they're expecting, because they've seen them march in groups already, that they're just like, that's the head group, the rest of them are going to come. Yeah. So they wait for them, and then they're already across. Uh, Fooled ya. Meanwhile, in a separate location, um, they station some troops who then fire weapons on the British that make the British think that they're surrounded, because mm-hmm. now they're seeing these guys over here, and then on a different side, they're being fired at. So they're like, oh, no. Uh, and the Iroquois hid in some trees to attack the British as they, like, search the area. So, like, they really don't know where anybody's coming from. Oh, my God. Um, and with the extra gunfire, um, they trick the British troops into firing on a different British company. Oh, my God. Like, they get confused because they're coming from, like, four different angles, the British, because they're surrounding them. Oh, my God. So then they're like, oh, they're firing at us. And then they can't, they're not close enough to see that that's them. Yeah. Uh, And it's all smoky. Why? (laughs) Your uniforms are bright red. And then they're like, we got to (laughs) go. And so the rest of Lafayette's people cross the river, and they're fine. God, you spanked them so hard. It's so embarrassing when you're firing on your own people. Why? It's no. so embarrassing. We just having a party. Everything, every battle I hear, well, uh-huh. I shouldn't say every battle. No, some it, of them are Some of them don't go well. But every time I hear about a pal, it's like, God, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Not great. Whereas the mm. American side, when they're embarrassing, it's just like existing. Yeah. They have or, trouble existing. Or it's like fair. You know, you're like, well, you don't have like any people and like this... You know, 
it's not very organized. <laughs> Whereas, like, the British, you're like, you have all the people, you have all the money, it's very organized. What are you doing? What are you doing? How, what? Um, but so there's a reason why people are like, wow, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's this is good. like the second time that he's been like in a really bad situation and got out like basically scot-free, like with basically no issues, which, you know, you would hope that he's maybe doing more, I guess. Um, but this time it's like he was so outnumbered that it's like, that's fair. <laughs> Way to just get away. This is the one that I think uh, Washington called a handsome retreat. He was like, good job. Impress. Um and then we have iconic General Lee, mm-hmm. uh, freaking coward, you know, retreats during battle, gets court-martialed. Lee! Um, apparently, even uh, Washington lost his lid over. Like, he made George Washington mad, which I'm, like, impressive. Because I just assume he's always kind of, I don't know, kind of medium. Medium. Even when he's upset that he doesn't show it. Um, right. It's like, um, I don't know. Having like a really even keeled, mm-hmm. quiet yeah. uh, parent, and then you see him yell for the first time, right? Like really yell. He's a Pisces. It's like, you know? oh no, <laughs> he's a Pisces. He's quiet and wise and calm. But when he gets emotional, mm. you messed up. It's bad. Uh, and one witness claimed he swore on that day till the leaves shook on the trees. Never have I heard such swearing before or since. Not even from Washington at all. Um, sir, on that memorable day, he swore like an angel from heaven. Oh Godly swearing. Oh, no. That's smitened. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, just um, apotheosis of Washington vibes. He swears like God himself. Um which if you, I don't know if people know, I guess, if, like, everybody knows. But the Abotheosis uh, of Washington is a painting on the ceiling of the Capitol building of George Washington becoming God. <laughs> We're not subtle here. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, I learned about that, and I was like, this is fake. And then it was like, no, not there, even. There's a lot nope. of uh, deification of George. Oh, of course. And it makes sense. Yeah. I understand. The, but it's like, it's just weird. The extremely hot statue of him in a robe <laughs> is... Like, uh, <laughs> like a, a Zeus kind of thing. Yeah, pastiche of the Temple of Zeus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something which is like, that I didn't sense. know that existed. And, we're, and you know, people who built uh, American monuments love the Greeks, man. Very oh, into nice. neoclassics. Which, of course, like democracy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this is also a battle where... <laughs> democracy, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's what I feel. Anyway, Lafayette meets uh, in this battle Mad Anthony Wayne, who we'll have to talk about a different time since the synonym for wild or crazy is his nickname. <laughs> Mad Anthony Wayne. Mad Anthony. Um, He's, that sounds like uh, like the name he picked up after discovering moonshine. <laughs> yeah, it did something. <laughs> Usually I'm Haley, but now I'm Midnight Haley. Yeah, now I'm Mad Anthony. <laughs> Mad Anthony. Um, at the end of the battle, this is still um, the one where General Lee is just like, we're leaving, even though he's not supposed to. Uh-huh. Um, this is what I was upset about the Lord didn't tell me. Washington and Lafayette were found asleep under a tree together. Oh. Like, they didn't know where they were, and then they, like, found him under a tree, and they're both just napping. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so kawaii. <laughs> so precious. <laughs> Love this. Oh, it's like. Oh. And I double checked to see if it's true. It's true. It's like when. Uh, it's so soft. I don't know. You're passing a field, and there's just a couple horses sleeping under a tree. Yeah, and it reminds me of um, when Napoleon would, like, take naps under his desk. 
Because he yeah. just because he wouldn't sleep at all. Tired. So then, like when he had one moment of like calm, that he was like, "I'll come and take a nap under." Like he's a cat. <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna sleep on here." Uh, anyway, in December 1779, uh, Lafayette's visiting home. Adrian gives birth um, to her and Lafayette's first son, who they name George Washington. It's so cute. I know to his first son, which like it's honestly, so I'm like. Shouldn't you name it after your actual dad? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? He did. George Washington is his father. He did? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and that's when he like, begging them, like, give us ships to go back, please. Um, and then when he comes back, uh, he's sent to join Baron von Steuben to meet up where Benedict Arnold is stationed, because that's when they're looking for him. Um, God, I love the idea of them teaming up. Yeah, that's I know. So cool. Right, in the, in the graphic novel, they say, like, uh, Lafayette, like it's, I think it's like Lawrence or Hamilton's introducing them, and he's like, Lafayette, someone with worse English than you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very... And I'm like, Lafayette's isn't bad. Uh, but, but like, Von but Schoen Schoen re- he refused. Yeah, he won't even do it. It's like, English sucks. No, I'm not doing that. I won't it's even not try. efficient. It's bad. It's garbage. Your language is bad. Uh, but it's, it has a very MCU Avengers, <laughs> yeah. the heroes all meeting kind of <laughs> right. feel. I agree. Um, and yeah, before they arrive, Benedict Arnold has already bounced and Lafayette's furious. Um, but von Steuben is like, we got to get Cornwallis. Who cares, dude? Like, we don't have time for this. That's small potatoes. Yeah, we want the big boy. And I know my potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but to make things worse, Lafayette hears that Benedict Arnold got reinforcements from General William Phillips, an incredibly British name, and the man who killed his father. Oh, no. <gasps> so dun, it's personal. Dun. It's Bristol for Lafayette. That's why he's like, no, I can't, though. That's so dramatic. It is. So he has an extra reason to not like Benedict Arnold right now. You have to control your emotions. And, like, finish your Jedi training. Did William Phillips, like, kill his dad? Yes. No, probably not. But his artillery, you know, did. Uh, His artillery unit was the one that shot his head off with a cannonball. So, personally killed his dad. (laughs) Slit his throat with a cannonball. (laughs) Whispered in his ear, one day I'll kill your son too. And slammed a cannonball into his face (laughs) with his fist. Um, So he travels to Virginia to find uh, him and get him, meaning... He's supposed to be getting Benedict Arnold, but, you know, also William Phillips is there. And uh, while he's there, he meets Thomas Jefferson for the first time. And he's like, we should be friends. (laughs) And Thomas Jefferson's like, great, sure, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why Lafayette's so impressive, because he's, like, best friends with Hamilton and Jefferson. No problem. Right? They're like, this is why we like him. He's so nice. Everybody likes him. Everyone likes him. Yeah. Um, And then Lafayette uh, is in the... Battle of Richmond, uh, where they're outnumbered six to one this time, as opposed to four to five previously, uh, which is unfortunate because he really wants to fight because the guy who killed his dad is there. Um, but then the British get reinforcements, and it's seven to one, so they leave. Mm, yeah. <laughs> unfortunate. Luckily for him, though, um, he doesn't get to fight William Phillips, unfortunately. You know, anticlimactic. But William Phillips dies of, like, a disease. <laughs> oh. So, Bye. <laughs> At least he's gone, I guess. That's a less satisfying end to yeah. the, the Revolution Avengers. He did want to beat him, right? We'll, we'll rewrite it so he kills him. It's fine. They didn't have, like, a cool— That's, that's something I'm fine with us changing for historical things. It's more, it's more thematic. It's more fun. They didn't have, like, a laser battle. He can be sick when he stabs him. It's fine. True. <laughs> he's been weakened by his own hubris. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by just evil. Infection is a metaphor. <laughs> Uh, so Lafayette's uh, band of boys harasses the British. <laughs> band of boys. Band of boys. Uh, Spielberg's newest series. 
Uh, he's sniping at them and pushing them around, you know, he's bullying them. And the British try to capture Thomas Jefferson, but he gets warned ahead of time, so he howls. Um, and while Lafayette travels around Virginia, uh, a state that's very reluctant to give them any troops at all, not even like the regular amount that other states are giving them, none. Yeah. Like his conversation with Jefferson, Lafayette was like, hey, could you ask Virginia to give us some people? please? And then Jefferson was like, yeah, like, I get that, but also, like, if they don't want to, then sorry. I mean, I hear you, but also, like, they just don't want to. Yeah, Virginia doesn't want to participate. And I'm like, oh, well, then Virginia can just not be here. Well, Virginia can just go die in a fire. Virginia can kiss my grits. Virginia's Mm -hmm. gross. It's a little swampy, (laughs) sweaty ass crack of a state. Also, like, how dare Virginia be like, we're not going to (laughs) participate? Yeah. Washington's from Virginia. Hello? The dad of your country is from here. Unbelievable. Also, I'm sorry, Virginians, modern Virginians. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Probably. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you're fine. But uh, Virginia, before we're together, hey. 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 Um, Especially because, like, there's there's a thing of uh, the first, like, like four out of the first five presidents are from Virginia. Because mm-hmm. Washington's from Virginia, Jefferson is, Madison, and Monroe. And so, like, after a certain point, because the only one, John Adams, is the only one different. Um, so after a certain point, they're like, are we ever going to have a president that's not from Virginia? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And most of them in the future won't be. But that raises their stats so high because there's, like, um, there's stats you can look up of, like, which states have the most presidents come from them. Mm-hmm. And Virginia's really high because of just the first five, like, four out of five people. Right. You know, that's, like, that's so many <laughs> all oh, from one state. They have a lot of aristocracy because it's just a whole state of plantations. Right. And, like, they had a domino effect of, like, you know. Um, they don't know each other. They're all in it. Right. Jefferson was, like, secretary of state. And then he's also vice president. And, like, his... Um, he, I think, makes Madison Secretary of State, so then that's really easy. And then I think Monroe's somebody's, like, Secretary of something. So it's just like, you know, they, they've already been there, so it's just convenient. You mm-hmm. know, like, sure, yeah, okay. And then there's John Adams. But then everyone <laughs> who's from Massachusetts? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's got to be. Um, feels right. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's he's the lawyer for the Boston Massacre, so I feel like he has to be from Massachusetts. Yeah. Anyway, um... So Lafayette's traveling around Virginia being like, can you give me, like, anyone at all? Can you, like, do anything? Um, But then, like, he'll be traveling around different cities and people will see him marching with his army and they're like, hey, are you Lafayette? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I want to be in your group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll join up with him if he wants me to. Let's do it, you know? And I'm like, this is... Lafayette would hate this, but I'm like, wow, this feels exactly like Napoleon um, going to foreign nations, taking them over, and then be like, do you want to be in the army? And they're like, yeah, I do. Even though, you know, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Right. I mean, what? if you... Um, <laughs> Why? You really like the person who's leading the troops, those posters yeah, of... that's what matters. Uncle Sam being, I want you. It's, it's like, a, I want to make Dad happy. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like... Um, it's that French like confidence, you know, yeah. coming around that they're like, okay, yeah, I, I could, feel, I could fight under you. I specifically. feel less like you're going to kill me than usual. They just don't care enough to kill you, you know. French are like kind of like sociopaths, like they're not going to hurt you, <laughs> yeah, because they don't care, or they're gonna just destroy you by accident or they're like narcissists where they're too focused on themselves they're like i don't care about you it's gonna be a death of neglect yeah it's not gonna be aggressive 
Just ask Canada. <laughs> Death of neglect. Ask Belgium. Ask Belgium. <laughs> Whoops. Who, like, didn't have a government for a while because they're like, are we too French or not French enough? I don't know. That's the anxiety uh, a lot of uh, French places have. Because their father abandoned them. High Sad. standards. Sad. Just really <laughs> weird high standards. It's true. Uh, and Lafayette meets back up with von Steuben and Matt Anthony Wayne for another battle. Uh, Wayne gets surrounded during this battle, and Lafayette is able to make a hole so that uh, he can escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the British get super mad because <laughs> they were like, we got him. I mean, and then, yeah. nope. Um, and it was very cute, like, in the comics. He's like, thanks for helping me, buddy. And he's like, I'm paying you back for earlier because, <laughs> like, he had helped him previously. So I'm like, cute. I'm confused cute. about why we don't – I, like – just generally, we don't know more about someone named Mad Anthony. Yeah, I've never really heard of him. I've never heard of him. No. In anything. So I'm going to look him up. Which is weird because <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. everyone else in here is a household name of some kind. Yeah, I've heard of all of them in in one way or another. I don't know. What is uh, pretty cool, though. What did he do? <laughs> Why does no one care? I don't know. But, like, also, I had never heard of, you know, um, Governor Morris, and he seems like kind of he was a big True. deal. And he's, like, really cool. True. So I'm like, some of them just don't get the treatment, you know? And it's like, that's unfortunate. because he, he didn't, like, become—he didn't go into office, and he didn't write anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which probably meant Anthony Wayne, too. I can't imagine he's writing a lot of things. <laughs> he's signing Mad Tony. I'm so mad. <laughs> um— but uh, And Lawrence finally gets news that the French are sending an armada. That's when they're like, the French are joining the war, and they're helping us. Um, and they decide instead of attacking New York like the British expect, they're going to go to Chesapeake Bay. Um, because uh, New York, that's when they're, like, vulnerable. And Lafayette's like, let's get them right now. You mm-hmm. know, and then they're like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, New York is just their mainstay is, like, the British is, you know, like, that's where they really hunkered down. And so that's why they're like, let's go there, right? And they're like, no, no, no. Their, their main people are here, and we have a convenient way to attack them with a river that we're going to do. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, most of them, most of your body's in your gut. Mm-hmm. But if you cut the head off, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so Lafayette writes to this one he's talking to Rochambeau and Washington. And he's like, I really want to go to New York <laughs> yeah. because he thinks the battle's happening in New York. So he's like, please let me be in the please. big fight, please. Please. Uh, but Cornwallis is fortifying in Yorktown, uh, which is in Chesapeake Bay. And so they're like, lol, no, stay there where you are, please. And he's real upset about it because he's like, well, I want to be in the big thing. Um, <laughs> I want to be with the big, big boy. Both my dad said no. Um until uh, he sees the French ships get there. Like, they're like, oh, there's big ships out here. And he goes over and he's like, yeah. So that, like, Yay. they don't tell him that's what they're doing. They're like, <laughs> no, just sit there. Surprise for baby. I know. It's very cute, actually. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he's like, oh, I get to be, I'm in the thick of it. Hell yeah. That's what I wanted. I'm the thick of it. So September 5th, 1781, French battleships just destroy the British in the Battle of Chesapeake. And then on September 14th, uh, that's when they have the Battle of Yorktown. Uh, Lafayette meets up with Hamilton and Lawrence. They're preparing for it. I think it's like right before. Um but Lafayette or Lawrence mentions that General Lincoln is going to be second in command to Washington, but that La- Lawrence told Washington it should be Lafayette. Mm. That he was like, not Lincoln, I, you know. Um, Nobody likes Lincoln. <laughs> it's a different Lincoln. <laughs> it's 100 years wrong. But like, how cool would that be? <laughs> yeah, he just lives right. He's a vampire. That's why. It yeah. is him. It is him. Yeah, of course. You can't prove it's not him. Ha! Um, 
But Lafayette is humble, telling him Lincoln's higher ranked, so, like, that makes sense. That's what it should be. And it's very cute in the novel. They're like, oh, you, like, care about procedure now. And he's like, I just want to be involved, you know? <laughs> I just want to be involved. I don't care. I just want to be involved. And I'm like, very cute. Uh, and then Yorktown is won by the colonists and the French. Uh, the British surrender on the 19th, minus Cornwallis, who's too sick to go. <laughs> and I'm like, what, sick with embarrassment? Oh. Um... And uh, Lafayette gets home. Uh, it's like January, and France is celebrating the birth of the Dauphin from Marie Antoinette. They've got a baby prince boy. Little baby boy. He's a little dolphin. He's a big, congratulations, <laughs> it's a dolphin. <laughs> so weird. Uh, that their name for prince is dolphin. Like, But it what? is. Did ha- we've talked about this before. We have to have. Does, does the name for the animal come from the name of the rank? I'm pretty sure the name of the animal is before... And on their seal for, like, the French royalty, they have a dolphin on it at some point. So it's just, like, their chosen animal. You know, like, like the, on the British ones, they have, like, lion, right? Yeah. So they just chose dolphin. Just like no one ever does dolphin. So they're like, he's a dolphin. He's a dolphin. Which, well, yeah. I mean, but it makes sense because dolphins are really smart and sociopathic. <laughs> that is the French to a T, isn't it? Yeah. And very, like, and then people are like, ooh, elegant. Like, they're pretty. But it's like, no, actually, they're scary, though. You can be both. They're actually scary. The French are like, you it's can true. be both. It's true. <laughs> you can it be, does make sense. You can be quick and sleek and really popular and chill. Chatty and, and also a also sociopath. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, so, but when Lafayette gets home, so the surrender for Yorktown, I didn't know this until I read this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the surrender for Yorktown isn't a surrender for the war. It's just for that battle. Yeah. It's, it's just, just such a big, beefy battle. It's just such a decisive turning point. Yeah. That's like... The English aren't going to win, and after it's the this. first time there's a surrender at all. Yeah. during the war, mm-hmm. every every battle was ending with um, just exhaustion, fighting, and like a million prisoners of war. Yeah, it wasn't ever ending. Like, oh, we give up, don't hurt us, um, or it was ending running away. So that was a big deal, uh, especially because you know the British are surrendering. <laughs> Pretty big deal, but because of that, Lafayette goes home for the winter, but he thinks he's coming back mm-hmm. because the war's not over. Uh, but so while he's in France, um, on March 20th, 1782, the British House of Commons votes to end the war. So Yorktown is the end of the war because that's like their last battle because they all took the nap for, you know, they all (laughs) hibernated for winter. Um, but because of that, Lafayette's just now home. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sad because like he didn't, I'm sure he said like goodbye to people generally, but he thought he was coming back. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, okay. Turns out the last Mm. day of summer camp was the last time you'll ever see them. (laughs) Yeah. No, he, <laughs> it's not that dramatic. He, no, he I does mean, see some people. He he comes back to visit. I think a couple times. Yeah, uh, in his life, only like I think only two, maybe. Uh, or it might be just be one, but I think it's two. And uh, so he'll see people again eventually. But yeah, it's it is weird though. It has to be weird that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought I was gonna go right back. Right, you just like hear it from reading it, and it's like it feels. I feel like when you like graduate from college, it's like you feel like the rugs pulled out from under you because like mm-hmm. you've been doing the same thing all the time. It's like if you. It was like you got to summer quarter and you're like, okay, I'm going to graduate next fall quarter. And they're like, just kidding. We did the math wrong. Your credits are done. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, oh, okay. You don't actually get to mentally prepare for ending the thing that you've been doing since you were five years old. Yeah. And um, now it's like you have such a regimented life. And then now you have to go back and now you have to try to get like the career you want with your experience, Mm. you know, like with your training. But you have no idea if that's actually going to work. Like, especially for him, because, I mean, if you're not in a war 
what is he doing? You know? Chill out, collect taxes. He hates that. He's a Virgo. <laughs> He's a Virgo. <laughs> Can't do that. I don't know. Hunt uh, werewolves. I've mentioned this before. There's an issue. Don't worry. He won't have time to think about it. The revolution is <laughs> right around the corner. Hopefully something exciting <laughs> will happen. This is 1782. Uh, French Revolution 1789, I think. Ooh, so we've like, got a few years. Uh, it's <laughs> and it's coming up uh, so fast that, like, it's already bad. Yeah. it's The French yeah. Revolution is not a sudden snap. Right. It is just a really steep escalation that mm-hmm. keeps going. Yeah. Because, yeah, and I know that, like, during the French Revolution, there's talk about, like, do we kill the baby? Mm-hmm. Right, the like son. Do we kill the baby? But he's not a baby, obviously, at that point, because he just is a baby now. So he's like six or seven or something. But it's like, yeah, like they talk about that, right? When they're chopping off heads, they're like, do we chop off baby head? It's like <laughs> of this child. Base, the French Revolution is basically the plot of a flipper movie. <laughs> and at some point, they're like, should we kill the dolphin? Should we kill it? <laughs> Does it need a die, though? <laughs> yes. No. We would have gotten away with it, it if it wasn't for that dolphin. They don't kill it. <laughs> anyway, but then Lafayette's home, and I'm sure nothing will go wrong. Um, and I, it's, once again, sorry that I did that kind of in a weird order. Um, oh, I don't care. But it's just the way things happened. Yeah. Um, I, I do always complain about people who don't do historical books in order so i do feel a little bit hypocritical but uh you know it was this or like this episode was going to be in like another week or two like i said because i was gonna have to fit all of that information back into like the right parts Mm -hmm. and some of it was too old because like where i was at with the war it was already almost over so then i was gonna have to go back anyway yeah so i'm just like this is what i could do but that's the end of the episode because the war is over done yep there will never be another one no it's gonna be sunshine and happiness forever okay forever (laughs) yay (laughs) but uh next time we'll get into i assume the interim of things getting much worse uh in france and then probably talk about the start of the revolution how that goes when you're uh in the aristocracy how that feels. And when you have an opinion about how things should go that everyone dislikes. Feels a little tight. Nobody liked that. Feels a little tight around the neck. <laughs> Hopefully. Because I don't know if we've talked about this, which I, I don't feel – I'll just mention it again later. But uh, Lafayette wants a constitutional monarchy. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody hated that. It doesn't please anyone. No. It's not radical enough for the revolutionaries. No. The monarchy thinks he's being a traitor. Yeah. Everyone hates it. And I under it's a good idea. And like the British already do it, which is not gonna make them like it either. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I understand the idea. But yeah. read the room, man. <laughs> Think about it before you talk. Like I don't know. Oh, I love him. It's not great. It is 100% idealism in the French Revolution. Yeah. Like, we can come to a solution for everybody. And it's like, no. This pleases no one. We cannot. No one is, yeah. a, no one is a centrist and lives <laughs> no, at least no. in the French Revolution. And there's, Revolution. That, uh, there's that quote about, like, a compromise is where every both parties end up unhappy. Yeah. And it's like, kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not always, but a little bit. Because it's like, the whole point of compromise is like, you're not fully getting what you want. Right. 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 Um, and to both parties in this case, that is not acceptable. Not I am going to get exactly what I want or else. Like, so. <laughs> even just like, think mm-hmm. about what England had to do to itself to get a constitutional monarchy. Yeah. It's rough, buddy. It's hard. 
Um, but yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk about we'll this. We'll talk about that next time. We'll talk about it. When so, we, for the first time in an episode, like besides when I talked about Napoleon in the first episode, actually talk about the French Revolution. Right. <laughs> like we, we touched on it what? as like a thing that happened with uh, Lavoisier. Sure, yeah. But like... We didn't talk about it Uh or, like, any part of it. No. It's just, like, it's happening. Which is wild because it's, like, kind of, it's one of the biggest things to impact modern history. I would say it's the, like, most significant um, revolution for sure Mm -hmm. um, for, like, the whole world. uh, And, like, probably top five uh, most influential events in modern history, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, that really the only thing that I'm going to say is beating it, like, easily is, like, World War II. Yeah. Um, because that's just such a big deal for everyone. Um, but oh. I'm going to say French Revolution is probably second. But, like, that's the that's the level we're talking about. Yeah. Something that people still constantly talk about and will not shut up about, World War II. Uh, yeah, this is, like, number two after that. And it's only because that happened after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, if that hadn't happened yet, it's like, no, the French Revolution is the main thing. Right. Which is weird because it just feels like it shouldn't be because mm-hmm. it's just a singular country having a thing. Right. Uh, like and a like singular a, country, mostly a singular city in it. Like and, like just, a, and like a West European country that, like, what they're doing shouldn't affect everyone around the whole world. Yeah. But it do. It do. Maybe not everyone, but, like— a lot of more, a lot more people than anyone is affecting in any other way mm-hmm. besides like imperialism, I guess. Yeah, but that and that's why it affects it so much. That's, as well. that's why they're connected. Mm. Anyway, it, this is uh, definitely the year when uh, that that phrase. What is it? May you live in interesting times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which like I knew it was a curse. I knew it was a curse. But 2020 was like, <laughs> oh, I get it now. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Now I get it. I when, when you're a young little, mm. uh, you know, lover of history, you're like, I wonder if anything exciting will happen in my life. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't do it's that. It's actually terrible. You don't. Only, <laughs> the only things in history books are bad. Only. Yeah. It's bad or it's like we invented the TV. That's it. It's true. You know? And then that turned out to be And then mistake. that's bad. It's like we invented cars and it's like and then it ruined the whole world. And so. that destroyed it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, thanks anyway. for listening. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> um, sorry we were gone so long, uh, but we're back. Uh, we're going to be doing some bonus episodes. I'm going to be um, figuring out where we were a thousand years ago on minis so we can catch up on that oh as well. Oh, my God, yes. Um because we've been receiving nice emails even while we haven't been recording. And uh, we got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, we, we still read everyone. Yes, we're still reading. We're still responding. Uh, it's been a little slower. And, and sometimes I, I do feel bad for people who send us Facebook messages because sometimes it won't let me respond to them. Like mm. sometimes it'll say someone said something to me and I, I click on it and it's like, no. no. And so if you want a response from us, uh, definitely email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Also send us any feelings you have about Lafayette and the war and anyone else you want us to talk about. Um who you think is cool, who maybe we don't know about, because we don't know everybody. Yeah. How you do know? you feel about living in interesting <laughs> yeah, times? How do you feel? Just email us and be like, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you don't want us to read your email for minis, uh, just tell us in the email. We yeah, won't. Just tell us. Um, but we'll assume that you do if you don't tell us. Mm-hmm. So, And if you can include your pronouns, that is incredibly helpful. Um, we don't want to misgender or, you know, 
use the wrong ones, but sometimes it is difficult to know via email. <laughs> so it is helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening again. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, if you can leave us a rating on iTunes or other places, that would be dope. Stitcher, wherever uh, wherever you pluck your Wherever you can from. do it. Yeah. Um, but besides that, see you later. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Hey, look, I made you some content.